0: Together, we will make sure that you can tell the children about the love of Jesus. Ready, set, let's go. Welcome back to the You Can Tell the Children podcast, a ministry of Bible to School. I'm your host, Meredith Steidler, and this is episode 119. Well, Katie Green joins me today for another member highlight with a conversation packed full of all the good stuff. You'll hear her journey from stay-at-home mom to Bible to School site director some noteworthy conversations about Bible to school kiddos, and the reminder that when you're doing kingdom work, God has all the details covered. Before leaving today, please take a moment to rate and review the You Can Tell the Children podcast on your favorite podcast channel. This small step can help us reach others with the message of Jesus and let others know that they can start a Bible to school program in their communities. And lastly, are you looking for a new way to focus on Jesus this Christmas? Listen in after today's interview to find out more about a new resource we'll have available to you for this very purpose. Are you ready to hear how simple obedience is all you need to make a kingdom impact on your patch of ground? Join my conversation with Katie now. Well, hi, Katie. It is so good to have you here at the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. Well, hello, Miss Meredith. It's so great to be here with you. So to our listeners, almost every month on the podcast, we have a member highlight. And this is just someone who's involved with Bible to School in some way or another. So we tell our listeners that this podcast is a ministry of Bible to School. I say that every time in the intro, but what exactly does that mean? Not everyone knows. So Katie, I believe since you are some of the hands and feet of this program, hearing a bit of your story will help paint a picture for our friends. So with that being said, Would you introduce yourself and share
1: how you're involved with Bible to School? So my name is Katie Green. I've been married to my husband, Wes, for almost 19 years, and I have been blessed to be a stay-at-home mom to our four daughters that are 13, 11, 9, and 6. And currently, I am a site director for Bible to School Laurel Highlands in the Greater Johnstown School District. Awesome. So cool. So how did you first hear about Bible to School in the first place? So I had a friend that I met through a local mom's group, and she was working to establish a program for her school district, and she needed volunteers. Okay. All right. Cool. So how did you end
0: up saying yes to volunteering? I mean, was it just a simple, I heard them speak about it? Did you have something
1: on your heart nudging you? Or do you have like a kind of a story behind that? So knowing the importance of teaching Jesus to children at a young age, I was interested in knowing more about how Bible to School worked and specifically how we could get into these public schools and teach Jesus during their school day. So I was invited to go see a class in action. And when I decided to go, I was absolutely hooked. (laughs) That makes sense. It's hard to stay on the sidelines when you see kids fired up for Jesus, right? Right. It was absolutely amazing. Um, I remember standing at the church and just seeing the kids come in And they had these big smiles on their face and they were so excited to learn. And they raised hands and they answered questions and they they were involved in the discussion. And my favorite part was worship when they were singing and praising. And when they left the church, they were still singing on their way to the bus. It was a powerful moment and you could feel that God was very much present.
0: Mm. Oh, that's so neat. So in your life at this time, are your kids school-aged or where were they? So
1: I had just had our fourth daughter. She was a little over one and my life was completely chaotic. I was super mom up until three kids. And then the fourth one came and she, she knocked me <laughs> off balance. And I was completely overwhelmed with life and motherhood at that point can
0: imagine. My goodness. So, okay. So where did this fall on the timeline? So did you say yes right away um, upon, I mean, you have your baby and you're just going to fly right in and start
1: Bible to school or did it take a little bit more time? Well, I didn't get involved initially whenever the program was being founded. It just, it was not the right time. But after I agreed to see the class, I was absolutely on fire. There was no stopping me at that point. So (laughs) I packed my baby up And off we went, I made a list of all of the churches that were in our local school district. And I set out on a journey with her on my hip to go and share this ministry with the churches and try to gain support. Oh my word. I'm picturing this now, like a baby carrier, like legit. She was on your hip. She was, she was, (laughs) um, a lot of our churches are in walking distance. So I would take the stroller and I would push her and we would go. And we would just knock on the door.
0: Wow. So you're literally spreading the word about Bible to school to your community member with your baby who, by the way, that's like the best way to knock on someone's door. Cause it's not like you're selling something. You have a baby, right?
1: <laughs> I think she helped immensely to get some of those doors to open. Uh, Cause you know, when you see a mom with a baby and, and we did a lot of this in the fall months. So up in Pennsylvania, it gets cold around this time. Sure. So they were more than willing to let us in. And that gave me the opportunity to share what Bible to School was in the ministry and my heart for sharing it with the city kids. That's amazing. And you know, that's our God of details, working all that out right there. Very cool.
0: So did you find that task? I mean, it sounds like it was a little bit fun, but I'm sure... There's a bit of challenge to that, you know, doing all of that. I want our listeners to hear who may think, oh,
1: I could do something like this. Give me the real side. Like, was that challenging? I'm not sure if I would say it was challenging. I felt God was taking the lead on this very much. And that made every step of the task light. But it wasn't always an easy path. Some churches we went to, they were very interested in getting started and getting on board and helping to fund this project. Others, their doors were closed. Hmm. And some of them, they cracked the door open a little bit, but they wanted to see where this was going before they agreed to to jump on board with us. Sure, it makes sense. Okay. Well,
0: enough about the journey. It's awesome. And we could talk all day about that. But I want our listeners to hear some of the fun things that we get to experience as site directors or volunteers with Bible to School. So one common theme I hear among members a lot is that children just bless their heart each week there's something. And they say some of the darndest and sweetest things. So uh, Katie, could you just share a few of your favorite kid quotes with our listeners?
1: Sure. So this is always a super tough question because there's so many. (laughs) Um, This year at the beginning of our school year, we were learning about creation and our large group leader asked the kids, why did God create you? And one of our second graders raised their hand and super excited. And she said that it's because God wanted to make something beautiful. And in that moment, I looked around our classroom and I marveled at the uniqueness of each of us in there, our volunteers, our kids. And I just thought, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Beautiful. We also have a prayer box that we use at Bible to School. And sometimes the kids want to share what their prayers are before they place it in the box. And last year we had a child and his prayer request was, it was simple. It was God, make yourself real to me. Mm-hmm. And When he shared that prayer with his leader, the leader was able to come next to him. And he shared the verse, Jeremiah 33, 3, which says, call to me and I will answer you. And it took me back into my own childhood when I was their age. And I remember having those same questions. God, are you real? Show yourself to me. And I was actually in my mom's bedroom and I was all alone. And I prayed that prayer and I was like, God, are you real? He filled me in that moment. And I didn't know it then. I was just a child. But looking back, I know that was the first time that the Holy Spirit touched me and he showed me that, yes, he is real and he's personal and he's good and he loves me. And I know that every person that has that prayer and calls out to God, he will show himself to
0: them. Amen. It's a promise. It sure is. You know, Jeremiah 29, 13 kind of goes along with that. And I've always quoted that first. Because everyone wants to talk about Jeremiah 29, 11, which is, I know the plans for you says so the Lord plans to give you hope in a future and to prosper you because it sounds great. But then a few verses down, it says, seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. And I think that's so true and so important. And what I love about your verse and your experience is it's just such living proof that God really loves the children. He speaks to the children because they are ready to hear, right? We don't have these prideful hearts as kids we are expected, we want to believe. So if we can just all be more like the little children. That's so much, Katie. You had shared with me previously that God had taught you a lot about the power of listening. So I would just love, can you share with our audience how you specifically teach the importance of listening to your Bible to school kiddos on day one?
1: I had a volunteer that was on my Bible to school bus jokingly tell me that the first day of Bible to school is like getting on a basic training bus. And it's kind of funny because we are a military family. So I've heard that from my husband, but I feel it's super important to set expectations before we get to our host site to let the kids know what they're going into and you know what to expect and what we expect of them. So we cover the Bible to school values of being respectful, responsible, and safe. Um, and the bus is an amazing time to do this because We can have these conversations and it doesn't take away from our time within the classroom. So when we get on the bus, I tell the kids, you know, at Bible to School, we learn about God and we learn about Jesus and we learn how they created us. And I ask them, how many ears did God give you? And the kids are super excited and they yell two. And then I ask them, okay, how many mouths did God give you? And again, they're still super excited because they know the answer and they all yell one. And then I look at them and I say, okay, does anybody know why God gave you two ears and one mouth? And it's silence. It is absolute silence in a bus full of kids. And I pause for a moment and let them think about it. And then I share with them God gave us two ears and one mouth because he wants us to listen twice as much as we speak. And again, they're completely silent. (laughs) But in that moment, we're teaching them that when your leaders are speaking, we want you guys to be listening. And it's just, it's such a good lesson for all of us. And I think about in the book of James, where, you know, he tells us we should be quick to listen and slow to speak and teaching that simple concept can last us a lifetime. Amen. Absolutely. It's
0: such amazing advice. People quote quotes from famous people all the time. And most of them usually have origin in the Bible. (laughs) So good, Katie. I'm using that, and I'm going to share that with all my volunteers because that is wonderful.
1: (laughs) Let's pause right now and take a question from one of our Bible to School kids. Why did Jesus have to die if he didn't do anything wrong? As we talk with our children about God being in control, there's no better example than Jesus' life, death, and resurrection. From the very beginning, God knew we would need a Savior. Someone who could perfectly keep his law. We certainly can't. In his perfect timing, he sent Jesus, the only person who could perfectly fulfill God's law to save us. What a comfort it is to know our God had a plan for us that was perfectly followed through Jesus. If God can control the life, death, and resurrection of his son, there's nothing he can't do. So now
0: you are site director at your children's school district now. How many schools and classes do you get to oversee?
1: So our school district started out with two elementary schools, but it merged several years ago. So we only have one elementary school, but our classes, our class sizes are still relatively large. So we did end up dividing those classes. We have a total of six Bible to school classes, two for second, two for third and two for fourth. And we see right around 140 children each week.
0: Wow. 140 kids from second to fourth grade every week, hearing God's truth and worshiping him.
1: It's absolutely amazing. And the majority of these kids don't go to church, which is why I feel Bible to school is so powerful that we are able to have these kids and come and share with them on a weekly basis.
0: Please, God. You know, and I, I see it as such an amazing option, especially for parents who just don't have the choice to do private school. Like a lot of people out there, especially in this day and age, if they were given a choice, 100%, I would I would allow my child to go to a private school, learn about Jesus every day, and be immersed in that kind of a culture instead of the public school. But it's just not viable for everyone. And so what I love about Bible to School is it's right there. It's not in the school, but it is during the school day. I mean, do you know so many people don't know this program exists
1: still? I know. It's crazy. I am absolutely amazed at what we're able to do within the public school system. And I've heard from several parents and teachers what a blessing it is oh, yeah. to have their kids be able to be a part of this program. And it just, it continues yeah. to show God in every step.
0: Amen. So what have you felt personally, the Lord speaking over you in regards to your main job or or focus at Bible to School as a site director?
1: God has taught me that my job is just simply to be obedient to Him to show up, to plant the seeds of faith in the hearts of the children and lead with love and grace. God's job is to grow the seeds and to change their hearts and minds. We may or may not be blessed enough to see that season of growth, and we will never know how far the ripple effect from these children will go. But I've learned that it's very important to be organized and to be prepared for class. But at the end of the day, this is God's ministry. And he loves these kids so much. And he has every detail taken care of. We just have to show up and be obedient.
0: Amen. That's actual living by the spirit right there. Being prepared, but then letting God do his thing. That's awesome. So have you seen though, I'm sure you have some stories of children responding to what they've been learning so far. I mean, we might not be able to know all the ripple effects, but I'm sure we can see some, right?
1: Yeah, So I know several of our children have returned to school still singing songs of praises. And oftentimes they're sharing them on the playground or they're sharing them with friends that aren't able to attend Bible to school with us. Mm -hmm. We actually had one child that went to her school talent show and she sang above all in front of the entire school. And I don't think they realize what amazing little disciples that they are for their community, for their family, for their classmates. And it's just, it's amazing.
0: Wow. That's beautiful. I love that. There was actually another member highlight on here with Stacey um, Vickroy. And the title of the episode was Worship is Our Worship, I believe, because she was talking all about worship and how that's how we fight our battles. And that's that little girl, like you said, without even knowing it is fighting her battles and yeah, being a great disciple. Amen. So the beginning of this year, Katie, was a bit chaotic for you. I just know from a side conversation that we got to have. Would you mind sharing just a little bit of why and then how God showed up in that story?
1: So the first day of Bible to school this year, I spent in the emergency room with my dad. He was involved in a bicycle accident and he had a head injury along with several fractures. It was a tough day. There were times that I didn't know if he would recover, but God knows everything Before it even takes place, and he has a plan of action ready to go. When it came to Bible to School that day, I was unable to make it. But God had everyone in place at our site to handle every need, including our executive director, who was there helping with another project, and she was able to stay and run class that day. I'm so blessed with an amazing volunteer team, and I appreciate each of them so much. And as for Dad, every fracture was in the right place to heal without any surgical intervention. His brain injury is also recovering well. Uh, He had a few setbacks over the next several weeks, but God has been by my side every step of the way and he placed me where I needed to be. I feel his peace and his protection through this season. I was actually in the middle of a three-car accident and I wasn't touched. The car behind me wrecked into the car beside me and then that car hit the car in front of me. Uh, I called 911, I checked on the drivers, but as I stood there in the middle of all of that, I knew God was there. He was showing me that there can be chaos all around us, but that I'm being held in his hands. I'm protected, I'm loved, and he is carrying me through this valley. Amen.
0: You know, I love that. I even verbally heard you say, but God in the middle of that story, which is what I want to highlight. I have this dear friend, her name is Carrie, and she talks about God's big butt. So just track with me here for a minute. I promise it's not disrespectful. You you name your situation. You name that chaos you speak of around you, and then you get to stop and say, "But God, He literally will take that crazy mountain of a situation, and He will turn it around in ways only God can do. And and it's always going to be for our good and His glory, right? Like Romans eight twenty eight style. Like you just can't make it up. Remind us, Katie, what does what does
1: Romans eight twenty eight say? I love this verse, and we know that in all things. God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Mm -hmm. Not that everything we walk through is good, but God is good. And when we walk through it with him, he can work good in any situation.
0: And I think that ties into one of the two things God's been teaching you in this season. Am I right about that?
1: Yes. Yes. So first, I've learned that through the valley seasons of life, God is always working the good for those who love and trust him. I've seen his hand in work in so many ways in the past several weeks. He is a mighty and a personal God who cares deeply for us. And although the valleys are never a fun place to walk through, James 1 reminds me to consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kind, because through that testing of your faith produces perseverance. And secondly, as we continue to make advancements in the kingdom, the enemy is not happy and he will try his hardest to deter our paths. I was talking to a friend shortly before dad's accident, and I said, When the devil can't shake you, he goes after those you love. Mm -hmm. And over the past several years, I've seen God's hand at work through Bible to school, through our kids, our families, and our volunteers. But I've also experienced the sly ways that the enemy tries to attack. Sometimes it's physical, like an illness or dad's accident, but sometimes it's less obvious. It's the little thought that makes you wonder if you're equipped for the job, if you said the right thing. When the small disagreement becomes a big offense or simply walking through different personalities on a team. I'm reminded of Ephesians 6 and the importance of prayer and standing firm and putting on the armor of God as we face this world. Spiritual warfare is real and it's not to be taken lightly, especially when you're in the business of kingdom work.
0: Amen. That reminds me of Priscilla Shire's study, The Armor of God. Exactly that. Ephesians six talks all about standing firm because our enemy, Satan, the dark forces of evil, they have a strategy to trap us. But we can have an even better strategy. We have a shield of faith that can literally hold off the fiery darts, every single one of them that are thrown our way. And so we can stand firm um, and be confident, knowing that our faith, it will deter all of the enemy's tactics. So our audience, it includes parents, aunts and uncles, also neighbors, Sunday school teachers, and the like, all people who influence children. So what word of advice could you leave us
1: with today? When you're working for the kingdom to share the good news of Jesus with his precious children, God has all the details covered. Don't sweat the small stuff. Keep your focus on the mission to share the gospel with these children. Be obedient Go where he sends you and always remember that God is in charge. He goes before you, beside you, and all around you. When God's in it, you know it's good. Amen. Would you just bless us, Katie, by closing our time together in prayer? Yes. Thank you, Jesus, for another day to share of the wondrous love that you have for us. Lord, I ask that you bless each person that is listening at this moment. Are those that will be listening later. Lord, give them the boldness to stand firm on your word and to proclaim your name to all those around them. Father God, I lift up each and every child who attends a Bible to school program and I ask that you guard their hearts, that you give them hearts of good soil, that as we continue to plant the seeds of faith in their lives, that you, Lord, you grow each and every one of them. I know we have little Davids and Esther's in our classroom that will rise up to be mighty in your kingdom. In this sin-stained world that we live in, we can often be discouraged. But God, but God, you hold us all in your hands and you have a plan and a purpose for each of us that is as unique as the fingerprints that you designed. I'm always in awe to think that nobody can ever leave the same fingerprint on this world that you have given to me. Help us to listen, Lord, and to hear your direction in our life to protect us from the attacks of the evil one and to lead us into seasons of rest and refreshing. Fill our cups that we may overflow. I pray all of this in the mighty, powerful, wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Wow,
0: there were so many good nuggets of truth throughout this conversation. I hope you are feeling encouraged and lifted up. I want to highlight one quotable Katie made that seemed to be a recurring thread throughout her story. She said, I felt God was taking the lead, and that made every step of the task light. So my prayer for you and your kiddos this holiday season is that you may focus on our great God of details, obey His voice, and feel overwhelming peace as you trust in His leading. Are you looking for a great way to get involved in your community and make a kingdom impact just like Katie? Bible to School has many programs in different school districts, some with children on a wait list to hear about Jesus. So to find out how you can help, head on over to our website, BibleToSchool.com. That's Bible, the number two, school.com, and click on the Find a Program tab to learn more. While you're already on our website, go to the Resources tab and click on At Home. Our team has added Advent Prophecy Cards that you'll want to check out. This activity is great for elementary-aged kids and older, and we'll encourage them to dig into Scripture with you to unlock many of the amazing prophecies fulfilled by the life of Jesus. Stop in here next week to hear our staff talk about Christmas traditions. And those Advent Prophecy Cards I mentioned, they'll be discussed in great detail then. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at bible 2 School. And subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a thing. Thanks so much for tuning in, friends. And don't forget, you can tell the children about Jesus.